Hello and welcome to the second heat of series one of Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. You should know what happens by now. In today's episode, we'll be pitting the winning ideas from six of our previous episodes against each other in a showdown to find out which one idea goes straight into the finals that will take place at the end of the season. Ryan and Dan are with me. Ryan, explain to me, and um, this isn't a segue, I genuinely forget, how season one of Slash Dupe works in 10 words or less. So true. In, in 10 words or yeah. less. Okay. Uh, four heats, six winners, two wild cards. It's one word. Battle wild cards. for victory. There you go. That's good. See? We were worried about it getting wordy, but that's uh, that was good, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, cool. And Dan, what happens at the end of the <laughs> what happens at the end of the season? <laughs> I'm not sure I understood it, but I <laughs> yeah, it was I ten words. I well, I don't and at the end of the year, the there can be only one. We'll whittle it down to our final winner, and we are going to somehow make a trailer of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So thanks uh, so, for being here. Um, what are you going to say, Dan? So. God help us, is all yes. I can say. <laughs> all winners are actually uh, losers. Losers. Um, yeah, thank, no, thanks, gents. Um, I'm Sean. I'm usually the host and moderator. Um, but today I join the ranks of the robbed and the rest as I pitch alongside my comrades. Uh, to help us crown a winner, uh, we're doing things a little differently uh, in this episode. Our adjudicator, or rather adjudicators for this heat, are Rosie Pearson and James Pearson. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, um, you're the you're the first team of adjudicators that uh, the first team that we've had on as adjudicators or slash stupid. Do you think that will affect your decision making in any way? You can answer that. Um, I think we're quite good at making decisions together. I think we're we're normally aligned, and if we disagree, basically what I say goes. So that That's, should work I was about out. To say, <laughs> they, they're a really good team because Rosie chooses and James says yes. There was already <laughs> instant deference, wasn't there, from James to Rosie? No, I nod. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I wish that were true. I wish that were true. <laughs> well, certainly, well, def- well, we will have differences, but I think our differences will align in wanting the same result. Mm. That's called What's diplomacy. That? <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose that comes from um, the, the two of you founded and you run uh, Pearson Casting together. So yeah. you read a lot of scripts. I imagine you digest a lot of ideas. Uh, what sort of approaches do you have when you, uh, do you, what approaches do you have to take when you read a script? And do you think that, that will help you whittle down our pitches today? Yeah, I mean, I normally start with the script read uh, when it gets sent. Um, I don't know why that is. It's not for any other reason than that's just the way we've always done it. So um, uh, I, I've, I've um, done a bit of writing in the past as well. Um, but And then I will just you know make my notes on it and come down and say, I think this is awesome. You should read this. I think this is, I'm unsure about this and that please read this or you don't need to read this. Uh, but um, <laughs> I think that's kind of how it goes. Um, but creatively, it has to have something that excites you that you would want to go and see it or that you can see it being not necessarily a commercial success, but you see why it might be popular or successful. And then yes. obviously we look at it from casting perspective and go, yeah what's realistic what's exciting where are the challenges and kind of go from that exactly and i think that um the thing with the work that we do that's come from uh script reading specifically so the film short film work we've done and so on and and uh plays and musicals 
um, it, we're both excited by it. I don't think there's any projects that we've done that we haven't both been excited about. Um, so that's that's important, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. yeah, for, Obviously, for it. Um, I know uh, the Pearsons um, before this episode. Um, I'm very privileged to be able to call them my friends and have had the honour of working with them and basically watching them become the titans that they are this, in this <laughs> day and age. And I, I use that word absolutely truthfully and not lightly at all um they anything they've created over the last 10 years that i've known them have been has been an utter success and anything they hasn't been an utter success they've swept under the carpet so successfully you wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) and that really is the that is the that's uh, the mark of talent isn't it that's the mark of success i believe um rosie and james are just utterly brilliant they've Mm. got their their casting uh directors for both over here and america um, which is, is how re- how common is that, Pearsons? Um, I think it's quite common in film and TV world. Um, uh, we're part of the Casting Society of America, and we do these, which is really awesome, these hangouts uh, with American casting directors in LA and New York, and that we've been doing those throughout the uh, lockdown. And um, yeah, some of them are doing stuff over here, and and so and so forth. Um, so. Yeah, I think it is. It's fairly common in the in the TV and film world. Not so much in theatre. I don't think. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. I think that it's um, yeah. They're quite. They're two very different worlds, aren't they? In the way that they function as well. Even if they are outputting the same kind of thing in the way that American casting and British casting happens is that true is that I'm, yeah I'm there are some sort of fundamental differences between i think approaching to being in pro- approaching the process of being in the room certainly from mm-hmm. an american to a british team i mean uh, you know the bottom line is we're all just looking for great talent but you know there, there are different approaches definitely um particularly in casting theater and there are a lot more of them uh, in america it's yes. a massive <laughs> massive market so, so yeah true. Big country. And um, most importantly, recently, um, they've created the Collective Creative Initiative. Um, is that correct? That is correct. It is, yeah. And, um, <laughs> we didn't realise when we created it, uh, we didn't think about the email address. And uh, we did it all through uh, a company where you just buy it, you know, you buy the website, buy the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's connect at collectivecreativeinitiative.co.uk. And I always think, what were we thinking? Like, you know, <laughs> we weren't. We weren't. It was the longest email yeah. And how many words can be spelled incorrectly? Yeah, it is. But it's an online, um, free at the point of access sort of set of seminars, classes, um, Q and A's, everything in any facet of the creative industry, um, which has been given out for free by them to everyone that anyone that wants it. It was a. It is still a YouTube channel, I believe. Yep. By the mm-hmm. time by the time this goes out. It would have finished, sadly, a week a week ago. Mm. Um, but some of the videos will still be up at least for a bit, won't they? Yep. Yeah, so all the Q&As from the beginning are still on there. So industry chats with directors, um, choreographers, producers, agents, mm-hmm. actors, um, and some of the wellness and wellbeing Q&As will be up. And then uh, mm. each video stays up for a month. So every day you'll lose more. But up until December 31st, there will be content to access, yeah. 
There's a really awesome mindfulness uh, vocal <laughs> meditation video. It's probably floating around there. Too. I think we deleted that actually. Don't we? <laughs> yeah, probably. probably best. Was it voiced by Dan De Cruz? Was it? It was. It was voiced oh, by like Donk De Cronks. I think. <laughs> <Donk> De Cronks, <laughs> yeah. That's right. It was brilliant. The stuff you did yeah, it was, it was really, really fabulous. Good. It was uh, very calming to be doing it every every Monday. Um, so they're just mm-hmm. all in all amazing people and really nice too. Very nice to share a glass of something at the end of the day mm-hmm. after a long day's auditions. Mm-hmm. Milk. So, um, one milk. milk. Water. Milk. Milk. Yes. Well, well, we're, we're privileged and honoured to have you on and, and carving mm. some time out during the um, during the second lockdown, currently in the second lockdown in the UK, uh, in England. I was corrected recently. It's not the UK, it's England is in the second mm. lockdown. Yep. Um, so, no, we're really, we're really grateful to have you guys on. So thanks for that. So we'll um, we'll follow tradition for this, uh, and we'll go alphabetically to pitch to you the Pearsons. We've done it once. So yes. <laughs> yeah. I just think that if someone's <laughs> listening to this episode and they they go, "Wow, these guys sound elite," I'll go back and listen to their seasons and seasons worth of information. I'm just <laughs> making it sound like we've already been prolific. Um, so yeah, we'll. Uh, so to, as is tradition for us, um, we will we'll start with Dan. Um, and uh, he'll draw a uh, title of one of our winning films randomly out of the digital hat. Um, he will then have, and I've written two minutes down here, but I was corrected that it's only one minute to, to uh, pitch his idea. Uh, the idea he was given to Rosie and James, uh, mostly from memory, and hopefully we'll be extracting the key elements that made us fall in love with it in the first place. Um, Ryan will follow this uh, and repeat that, and then I will follow after that. So um, I will be... I, Ryan, will be timekeeping. I also have, because of uh, social distancing, we don't actually have a hat we can pull out of. So, like, the first episode, I've got a random wheel with all of the episodes 7 to 12 loaded into it. I will spin that wheel. I will tell Dan which episode he's got, and then he can go over that one. Yeah. Now, we're a professional outfit, um, but last time you made a weird noise that we that when the, the spinning wheel went on, and then we dubbed it over all of the other times that you did it. So what noise are you going to give to us is this, today? Is, is, this a surprise? You, is this you asking me to make the noise every time, or are you going to just cut it out like you did last time? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I just like to be surprised sometimes, you know, like we were discussing. I, put it in. I definitely put it in mm. afterwards. Um, Maybe mm. we should get James and Rosie to uh, come up with a noise for the spinning wheel. I'll, I'll, I'll make a noise. Yeah. Oh, okay. James likes this kind of challenge. I'll, I'll make a noise. <laughs> okay. And um, when we are pitching this stuff, um, Pearson Castings, do you have a um, an idea of a scenario about where we might be pitching this to you? Oh, what do you reckon? In a, some sort of in a after a um, a viewing of a, a, a an opening night or something like yeah, that. Yeah, press night. Press think, night or a, a cornered film. by the canapes. Yeah, cornered by the canapes. <laughs> Let's call it cornered by the canapes. That is that's, that's the that's the post colon uh, thing, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I'm writing it down now. to colon cornered, cornered by, by the canapes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. So, so we'll whittle down. So you'll help us whittle down these six ideas to two um, in our in our canopy uh, corner, and then we will. Uh, uh, and then you'll be able to adjudicate on the final two episodes um, uh, to pick your winner for today's episode. Okay, Ryan, so um, we've got Dan up first, so please uh, spin the wheel. All right, um, uh, 
James, start making your noise now. Cats and cats and kits 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 and. Dan, very good, very good, very good. I love that. Dan, you have episode 11, Dogs of Law. Dogs of Law. Nice, nice. Do I read out the logline? Yeah, so um, we were discussing this earlier. So we previously, um, I went through, you guys read out the transcript, basically, of of what Mm -hmm. my initial thoughts were for the episodes. Um, But they're now too wordy and too awkward to read out so there is a log line of sorts there that i've tried to cobble together based on on my transcript and re- my recollection so you're welcome to read out the the log line or the transcript as you see fit and then mm-hmm. then you'll have your minute long I'll, I'll read out i'll read out the log line synopsis um a black and white film noir detective film set in hollywood where dogs investigate a spate of murders of mice with the mice and rats being the working class of hollywood it's got the racial, class and political tensions of film noir of the 40s and 50s, paired with a wonderfully ludicrous notion of cats playing dogs. It's hot fuzz meets Bugsy Malone with a tongue-in-cheek character like the fat cat and a basset hound with a Sherlock Holmes complex. Forget it, Jake. It's walkie's time. That's, uh, that was the logline. And um, your time <laughs> starts now. Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I just get... Oh, You've got to get free while you can, haven't you? Um, oh, Rosie, James, how you doing? All right. Nice to see you there. Oh. Hi. Didn't expect to see you here, actually. Mm. Um, mm. I know you like the prawns, um, so I thought you might be. Um, listen, me and my mate Maddie, I, I know it's um, me and my mate Maddie. Anyway, you know we write stuff anyway, and I know you, you know. I, I Android guess Web is over there, so how long is this going to take? I won't take. I know okay, you're busy. Good, it won't right, take thanks. any more than a minute. Um, and you know he's actually had this shot, so he he's probably all right. Um, <laughs> but I know we're doing this two meters away. Um, so anyway, yeah, me and my friend Maddie, we've um, Madeline Leslie. Do you, do you, I don't know if you know. You might actually. Um, anyway, we wrote. We've written this script together. Um, basically, it's um, dogs, cats, and mice doing a film noir film. Right. Basically, mm-hmm. um, so if you think like. Bugsy Malone meets um, all the silent movies. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's a silent movie. Just thought I'd let you know. So we're just doing all of that stuff. Right. So, yeah, the, the idea is like that there's these dogs and they're like the dogs of law. So we've got like a, a lawyer and a detective and a street cop. And they're just finding out about these um, these crimes that are going on in Hollywood, right? And Hollywood's where like all the cat actors, they're the cat actors. They're doing a new dog film. So all these cats dressed as dogs, right? And all the actors are animals. So it's actual animals. So I know, obviously, you've got quite a lot of, you know, history. We've been able to cast um, animal actors. Mm-hmm. So I'm really keen to make sure that we've got a diverse, uh, you know, sort of diversity as well. So um, this isn't yeah, animation. It's not animation. No, because it's live, live dogs, dog, dogs and cats. Okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that's your thing anyway. Live dogs and cats, film noir, hot fuzz meets Bugsy Malone. It's a winner, isn't it? Anyway, look, Andrew's giving you the eye, so I've got a. I'll, I'll go. Nice to see you. Bye. <laughs> Great. Brilliant. <clears throat> right. Uh, Roll straight okay, onto the second one, which I believe is me. Yes. Uh, James, I'll have that sound now, please. Boing doing, 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 boing doing. Perfect. We have gone for episode nine, An Honest Woman. Uh, so actually, this episode's quite 
interesting. It was a joint winner between myself and Ollie. However, uh, because he was the guest, I have decided to relinquish my uh, crown. And uh, so we'll only I'll only be pitching you Ollie's idea. Um, it's it's irregular for me to have done that, isn't it? But I just couldn't pick between the two ideas. I like them both equally. Um, but because Ryan... Being the dupe is is difficult, obviously, um, but uh, being also being a co-host or a host, I thought we'd, get, we'd give guest precedence, and if there was anything to edge out that 51%, um, it goes towards Ollie's um, An Honest Woman. Uh, so I'm going to go the opposite way, because I just think the way that Sean describes the uh, his transcripts are better than the log lines. Um, so, I, so this is how Sean summed up uh, his film, and then I will start my timer. So, Aronofsky and Del Toro mixture starts as romance and gives the old Hitchcock bait and switch and takes you from this romance to a gothic allegorical film, taking the man out of the picture and pushing these two women characters to the forefront and dealing with some pretty heady topics, whilst also playing around whether the folklore and monsters and all sorts of weirdness is present in the minds of the characters or in real life. Yeah. Mm. Well, make sure make sure you get a couple of the um a couple of the oh joseph rosie how are you guys doing <laughs> good yeah good Hi. nice to see you great to see you guys so i just recently got chatting to this guy and he mm-hmm. asked me he was a little too scared to come up and chat to you guys but i know because we've oh. got history uh, i thought i'd come and uh, talk about this film essentially it was it's based off of an old european folk tale about a man and a woman who fall in love uh, but the woman asks him um once the uh, the first sun rise no not sunrise what's it At the first full moon of every month i have to go away and do something and i res- i ask that you respectfully don't spy on me in, pri- in private so he's like yeah okay cool so i love you love yeah that's fine so he lets that happen but his sister is proper sneaky she does not trust her she thinks she's doing some real horrible stuff so she starts like following her creeping after her and then and then she starts to see all of this stuff about like folklore starts to see fairies things come to her in her dreams she sees that this woman is like a half a mermaid sort of thing and then she runs back and tells the brother and he's like why did you do that like she this is her privacy she's asked for um and i'm respecting that as as her husband and so it's this sort of idea behind is the woman trying to keep something is a sister going crazy is she actually seeing some stuff is she just you know trying to project something that she's not getting um i found it really really interesting you know and there's not enough about european folklore and you could definitely get if you've got someone like del toro on it you know it'd have that wonderful sort of fan fantastic of them anyway listen i'm gonna go eat this plate while it's still um hot um but you guys enjoy the rest of your night all right thanks thanks <laughs> the scary thing is this is exactly the kind of awkward conversation yeah. i've had <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is, is that, are those vegan sausage rolls? <laughs> I really want a vegan sausage roll. <laughs> but you, the, the listeners won't be able to see this, but Rosie's face is exactly the face she pulls when she's doing the whole, I think I'm listening. I'm, I'm projecting that I'm listening. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, well, Ryan's idea is out then. That's, uh, that's great. <laughs> There is a reason there's not much European folklore. <laughs> well, well let, us, let, us move, let us move swiftly on to Sean's pick. Uh, yes. James, I will have that sound again now, please. Ding, 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 
Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Sean, you have episode 10, Knock and Loose. Oh, okay. I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed them all, obviously. I can't say that. That's, that's <laughs> cute. I'm, I'm glad I've got this one to pitch, I suppose. Um, it's okay. I'll, I'll just do the log line. Um, love conquers all in a story that brings the gods down to our level. Similar to taking a celebrity and bringing them down to see them as ordinary people, Knock and Loose has a sort of the thick of it or the office vibe. A workplace comedy about the gods of ancient Greece which is just the absolute perfect mashup that we need in this day and age, referencing social media and influences and other staples of modern life, while also containing the historical notions of the way of the ancient Greeks versus the Romans, uh, how they saw and utilised their gods. It's got a cool edge to it and a very dark ending, which, by the way, I can't, Sean can't remember. I can't remember what that is. I, I said it at the time, a very dark ending. I don't know what that ending is. Sean, um, your time starts now. Thanks. Rosie. James. Hi. It's, uh, hi. It's good to see you again. We, I don't know if you remember, we did a, a podcast about a year ago. Yeah, I was Ryan was just here, actually. From you guys. Ryan just literally walked away. Listen, just, I, just, yeah. I, I don't mean to be difficult, but I, I prefer not to. Things have not gone well between us. Right. I, haven't, okay. I haven't seen him for a year. I prefer not to. Um, let's, just, let's just park that. Okay. Um, speaking of dark definitely try the endings. Prawns, though, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, Dan, I'll be with you in a moment. Um, so, I've, yeah, so I've got this idea um, that's been floating around in the office. Um, we've got a script lying around. It, it needs a few punch-ups. but um, And there, uh, there are a few things that have come out recently that have the same sort of vibe, but I think that's why it will work. Now, there's a reason why they keep making um, films and TV shows about the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans, um, because they sort of feel like us, but they've got, um, you know, a bit of a sort of, a strange vibe about them. You know, they had, they, they, you know, the, the the Greeks. They they founded arguably a lot of the, the and the Romans. A lot of the things we take for granted in the West um, uh, nowadays. So so we wanted to make like so. It's a script that started as as there was a workplace comedy um, similar to The Office, um, and then there was a tale of how the um, the Romans uh, they sort of took the ancient Greek gods and they twisted them. So the ancient Greeks believed that their gods existed. But the Romans never did. The Romans always sort of thought that they were almost like celebrities. They sort of used they used their images to sell things, they, but they didn't believe in the gods the same way that the Greeks did. So there was this very dry, very very boring drama, uh, and this kind of unfunny um, uh, office uh, style uh, comedy. But but a few of the writers in the in the um, in the in the workplace they 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 put it together in the workshop. Um, and we've got a, a dynamite idea. Basically, it's just those two things together. So, you know, um, different Greek gods have different social medias that they operate. Um, uh, and it's and the main uh, character revolves around... Um, uh, I'll get to it. Hold on. Uh, um, it's the guy with the arrow. I think it was, think it was Cupid. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, yes. Do, the prawns are so good. Sorry, oh, sorry. yes. Yeah. Uh, Cupid. It revolves around Cupid, the guy with the arrow. Um, so the main character is Cupid. And it's a sort of um, uh, a rom-com in there as well, but Shaun of the Dead. Uh, so that's the sort of idea we're going with. Um, uh, Ryan, what does what's the one, two, three mean? That's you've means used you're now three at three minutes, minutes of one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, well, I'm glad I captivated so, you for I'm so long. I'm just going to take you guys gonna... away. Is that all right? I think Andrew still wants to. That would be to great, actually. Great, yeah. yeah. Thanks, really Lovely to see it. you, Sean. Sean, yes. great to see you. Great yeah. to see you. Yeah. Really speech, nice. Speech another year. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. bye. <laughs> yep. Bye. <laughs> oh, I've been on the receiving end of so many of those goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great, <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> not from us I'm in a show I'm in a show recently and you, you can come along if you want yeah yeah cool of course. I mean I've got a sh- okay goodbye yeah nice to see you Dan <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah those those are our um, three first uh, pitches so they were the three winning ideas from uh, I hope we've done them a modicum of justice um, no so one, yeah. no one near <laughs> a modicum <laughs> of justice for any of them <laughs> And if, if, if you're listening and you have been slighted or you, you feel connected to one of the people uh, or the ideas that have been slighted, then message us, get in contact, because we still have wild cards that come in. We'll discuss this at the break. We still have wild cards that come in at the end of the, um, the entire series. So if, if anything garners enough uh, following, we'll throw it back into the mix um, because we don't want to be responsible for... for um, so Ejecting. just to give you to give you Pearson's the, those titles again, you had Dan pitch you Dogs of Law, mm-hmm. you had Ryan pitch you Knock, uh, no sorry, uh, an, honest an, honest an Honest Woman, and you had Sean pitch you Knock and Loose. Mm-hmm. Amazing, great. Okay, so uh, what do you what do you want us to? Uh, how do you want us to go through this? You can break it down if you want as to why you might or might not choose those particular pieces to come up with a. Do a proper like okay. X Factor Master Chef, a Great British Bake Off okay. style. Do you want to go first? Well, should we go? Should we go film by film and great. talk about? Let's go backwards. Okay, knock great. and loose. I quite enjoyed the idea of that. I it was quite fun. So it's quite different. I think that kind of that kind of awkward thick of it, uh, almost mockumentary style filming is very kind of on trend. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching that kind of thing. I thought it was well pitched. I enjoyed that. I mean, it was a long pitch, but... It was long. It was we long. You should get penalised for that. I had really. to put my food in the bin um, <laughs> <laughs> to get another plate. I did like the idea, and I do love that kind of style. Um, the whole Greek thing's done quite a lot for me. It's done a lot in the 60s. Yeah, like the whole ancient Greece and, and all that kind of stuff. I think the key for me is a couple of questions. Where do you... Are you doing... Where are you setting it? I think is a question. So it's going to be set in um, a huge sort of um, shard type sort of tower block. And each sort of um, block has a different um, Greek uh, god department in it. And then the Romans are coming in to take over this this block as a merger and they're taking over. So they're instituting their own gods in place of the other Greek gods. But of course, that's all going to be in the light-hearted side of it. You know, we're going to play on the on sort of office mergers and things like that. Um, so it's going to be set in uh, on Mount Olympus, but in this massive tower block on Mount Olympus, basically, where they tower, you know, possibly on a cloud where they tower over the rest of the, the beings below. Yeah. It's just something quite high budget. I'm not, not going to lie. It feels quite high budget. Mm. And also, mm. I don't think Olivia Coleman's available. So um, basically, you're going <laughs> to so need Dionysus out. You are yeah. going to need her uh, for this. I think I think for me, really, uh, really I think that, um, well, should we come back to that one? Yeah. Yeah, let's come back to that. So an honest woman. I know you didn't like this. I mean, there is, I, I, I like the idea. There is a reason, you know, we don't see a lot of European folktale um, out there. I'll have to say, mm. um, I do like the idea that that the leads are women. That's really nice. We see so many men on mm. uh, on screen, so it is nice to 
two. And I think Olivia Coleman would be available for that one. Um, so um, I do like that. I, I do like the idea of the setting because we are, we do love Europe. So, mm. um, and I often feel that the countries can be like um, characters in their own way. So I do, I do like um, the European, but I have uh, Del Toro involved could be quite interesting, couldn't it? Could yeah. For me, that felt fell a little flat though. Hmm. I wasn't. What did you think? Yeah, I think I'd need to know more about it. Um, I think a more extended. Yeah, it's. I I, I find it hard to buy into in that. Short can you give period. us? Can you give us the uh, the tagline part of it again? Can you just kind of but give it a little bit more energy this time and you know maybe 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 like this, you know so i tell you what maybe maybe i'll don't read eat so I'll, much whilst you're talking to us you know. <laughs> maybe maybe i'll read sean's tagline rather than sean's transcript does that yeah, make the sense log line based that. on the transcript yeah. let's um, have that uh, then a gothic romance that starts traditionally as a romance but then gives you the old Hitchcock bait and switch and changes main characters and tones into more of a folk tale and an allegorical fantasy film where two women take precedence in the forefront of the story. In a typical Del Toro Aronofsky fashion, an honest woman merges some of the floaty heady topics that we're used to while playing around with the idea of folklore and monsters. Are they just monsters or are they figments of their imagination? I think it's niche, which I don't mind. And it's now that way, that time, I'm seeing the Van Helsing thing coming through, you know, so I'm seeing that kind of getting a good following. Uh, I think it depends who you attach. I think the casting is 100%. Yeah, I'm not seeing it necessarily mainstream films. It might be like Netflix could be interested in this, Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. that kind of of development. What do you think? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, to know from there. <laughs> no, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how. I think it's a little um, B side in terms of its its like commercial ability. I, I think it depends on who you attach casting wise for that as to where that would sit. If you look at something like Cabin in the Woods, for example, which is very kind of yes, it has a cult following, but it's also now a mainstream. B movie. It's. I think it all mm. depends on how it's pitched and how it's marketed and who you get involved in that. I think it could be a really interesting film. Okay. Uh, and Dogs the woman-led drama. I'm really do like the woman-led yeah. woman-led drama. Definitely like that. Dogs of Law. I, I loved. I love a good animal oh, film. Okay. I personally. <laughs> Rose is um, no. This is not for me. You could have your cats in it though, Rose. Yeah. I really don't enjoy um, voiceovered um, animals. It's not voiceover. It's, it's, it's silent. silent film. It's a silent film. Oh. So they don't even they they don't, don't speak. Yeah. You have the cats on there doing something and then it goes, oh, I wish I didn't m- knock that milk off. I haven't done a good pitch there. I wish I didn't knock the milk off. It's that face again. It's fine. For me, I think I think the pitch on it was much... I think the tagline was much better than the pitch so the tagline really Thanks. had me i was really <laughs> in on that and then the pitch did lose it slightly um yeah. and God, you, you know, don't pull any fucking punches do you <laughs> <laughs> the thing was the tagline had done all the work it had that I, I had just, nothing nothing to do i just wanted to sit and chat i sort of the left it there you, to be honest with you yeah. um no yeah, i yeah. think i think that um i really liked it and i loved the challenge or i'd love the challenge of something like that um of casting um casting the animal for that so um but i suppose we have to try and pick a winner 
You can only really find out more about one of the ideas, yeah. So if you need yeah. to know more about one of them or, it's, or, or, or if something's going to be the decider or if one strikes it out as more than the others, then that's that's the one that has to go through for this that's one. That's the one that's to go. And you have three and a half minutes to decide. <laughs> yeah. You want to go with that one? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you love this. So. I did love it, but I think that's going to be a solo project. And I think that's kind of like, I always think <laughs> of if I die, will Rosie still enjoy casting this? No. And I, I think you no. wouldn't enjoy that. So. No. Dogs of Law is a no. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm okay. You had my win I'm on that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, so it's between Honest Woman and Knock and Loose. I think we're going to go for Knock and Loose. Is Are you that... happy with that? I think so. I want to hear more about Knock and Loose. Okay. Okay. It has a lot of scope, I think, and I'm hoping to open it up to the other two as well because I'm, I'm sure you two have some good ideas. You've the writers absolutely rem- pitched it completely the opposite way from yeah. Daria. So yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I just gave it my own spin. I had to get it greenlit. You know, now it's, yeah, you if did. once it gets greenlit, we can do whatever. Now we it's like. in the room. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, wonderful. So we've got knock and loose going forward. That's that's very exciting. Thanks for that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Ryan, start the uh, the timer, and uh, Dan will uh, be uh, pitching John. his next idea. Okay, I will. I will spin the wheel, James or Rosie. Would you like to make a, a, a ridiculous noise? Yeah, for this sure. One? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I will have your noise now, please. Perfect, like a like a, a little a little wheel. Uh, Dan, you <laughs> have <laughs> you have your own winning idea. You have so it's a little bias. You have episode eight fence. Ooh, okay, let's see if you can okay. do it justice, Dan. Yeah, I want justice for this one. Um, okay, so the logline. I'm going to try and the thing is the logline quite often does a very good job, but the logline says fence or F E N C E stands for the first English network for crime-fighting education. British metahumans or superhumans, if you will, in a TV show where each story takes a different and disparate tone revolving around this young adult-type school. Metahumans are beings contacted by other young people to support other young people in stories about young people. In the whole north, south, east and west of Britain, we're finding all these disparate, non-linear worlds that are colliding at certain points where different directing styles or art styles or even styles of cinema are all meshed together in what is unquestionably about seeing Britain as the absolute melting point that it is. Your time... I'm definitely going to need to pitch this, aren't I? Ha! Your time starts now. Hey, again, um, I've just had a chat with Andrew. He's oh. doing really well, isn't he? Great, really yeah, well. yeah, cool, yeah. cool. I sang yeah. some of the Cinderella to him because I think maybe... Maybe I'm in with a shot, actually. Right, Sean um, and Ryan were here earlier, actually. I don't know if you've seen we them yet. Yeah, I mean, I try and I've 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 stayed out of that to be honest. <laughs> right, it's a okay. bit awkward. Um, okay. so I'm just kind of on it on both sides. Sure. Um, yeah, we don't talk about it. Um, so look, I've had a bit of time off in lockdown, and I've come up with a wicked idea. So you know, love comics. I love sort of superheroes. I know you know the MCU is big and everything. I don't know. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? I don't know if you've seen it. No. Anyway, I've got this massive idea, right? So the idea is that we've got these... It's a British British production Mm. of a British TV series, basically, that's absolutely British. So we we got... The idea is that these young people, metahumans, they've all got 
a small superpower, right? A bit like Heroes, a uh, bit like X-Files. Each episode is its own thing, and we meet a new young person who gets contacted um, because they've got a superpower. And basically the idea is we see each British city via these superheroes. So there'll be like a Liverpool episode, a Birmingham episode, a Leeds episode, like a Norfolk episode, Devon episode, you know, some some uh, Cardiff episode. And each there's a different superhuman in each of these places. And that we will, maybe we'll look at some of the things that have been going on in the UK. So maybe we'll do like a Grenfell-type reflection. And the idea is that we use up-and-coming young British actors so not only established British actors, I was thinking like Letitia Wright, you know, Florence Pugh, Daniel Kaluuya, Millie Bobby Brown, you know, sort of to get the big names in. But then we, we allow sort of brand new British actors to come in and be given a moment. And sort of the first series is about finding all these new heroes. And then we take that story forward as we go through. Well, I, I can see it as a seven season. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I genuinely, I, I believe in it. And, and each... Um, Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I'll just be there in a second. And each sort of each episode, I've got this dream that it's sort of filmed by a whole different unit. So you have a different director, different DOP, mm. different like audio editing, so that you can truly capture each city. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then and we put put a, a runner to make sure the story arc's all good. Um, oh, actually, hang on. I think I think Andrew's asked me to come back and do a duet with <laughs> Carrie. So I'll be. I'll be back in a minute, but yeah, think about it because I'm yeah, really, thanks, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Mm, Let's nice. move on to our next picture, which will be me, uh, Rosalie or James. I have a noise starting now. Ping pong, 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 ping. Very nice. I have episode 12, Merry Hell. <laughs> so I will read you out what the uh, logline synopsis is. I realise actually Sean has sort of done this. Sean has sort of written this logline exactly like he wouldn't remember what it is and also had to put something in for himself as well in this logline. So a low budget. So Merry Hell. A low-budget cult classic sports film about quarterback Hell Mary, who makes a deal with the devil for the best throwing arm in the world. Despite being a bargain bin VHS film, it captures audiences with high school antics as Hell Mary's arm starts to become possessed, killing a quarterback. Sorry, killing a wide receiver, and ultimately he uses it to kill the devil, resulting in his arm being claimed by the god himself. A Hail Mary being an American football terminology for a last-minute, desperate throw that could potentially win a game. So Sean's obviously taken that last bit straight out of Wikipedia. And <laughs> so I liked the pitch and thought, oh, this is great. And what's interesting about this one is so um Anthony uh he pitched us an idea that was good and then as a last bit he goes oh i've got another idea but it's probably not gonna be very good and it just lit up the room as it were and we all really loved this as an idea you know we could we all sort of like our eyes lit up and we were like okay this is actually the winner so it was like his bonus idea mm. um and i liked it anyway and then at the end of the pitch everybody explained to me that uh, a hail mary is you know that that's like a last mm -hmm. ditch throw which i i mm. know nothing about sports i had no idea about that so even without that affectation i liked it so that's that's the story of merry hell but I'll, so I'll let you um, do your pitch. All right, then. I'll start my timer now. Oh, James, here's the last uh, vegan sausage roll. Um, oh, thank you. How about I trade you for it for another pitch, right? Because I've got this another great idea. Wait, so you know, wait, 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 wait. Do I get a vegan oh. sausage roll? Or... Well, I mean, like, I'm the thing is, you guys, oh. you guys are in a relationship, right? You should be sharing everything together. 
Oh, no, you don't understand. Badly. I just have to give it to her. So <laughs> anyway, you've got, I think you've got like, exactly like 45 seconds now. Exactly so, uh, like I'm about to give yeah. you this pitch, right? Because of the success of things like QB1 and uh, Last Chance You, right? American football shows are absolutely on the rise, right? I think there hasn't been anything about a quarterback since... Um, the Vincent Papale story, Invincible, starring Mark Wahlberg, right? So we're doing another American football film. And I've got this ridiculous idea about a film called Hail Mary, about a guy who who called Hail Mary, who basically asks for his, uh, sells his arm to hit the best uh, throwing arm in American football. And he just starts throwing these amazing balls. And it basically means that, but the arm becomes possessed and it starts killing. It starts doing these crazy things. And like the championship game, he throws the ball. Ray, old Ray Liotta plays the devil and he says, oh, you know, I've come to get your bargain. And this guy's like, no more, no more. And he throws the ball and kills him. And then the arm uh, gets claimed by the Lord. It doesn't have to have to be the Lord. It can be like a, a deity, you know. But I think this idea of like struggle, um, it's also about, this also has a very deep undertone about the way that people were, have to perform in college sports and the way that they have <laughs> lovely cat the way that they <laughs> the way they have to perform in college sports and you know they're sort of always hunting after that and that you're almost willing to sell your soul to make it all right i'm gonna go now i'll leave you guys to that mm, interesting I, don't, I feel like it's Brian's biased for the time. He's really well, good at pitching. He's already cast it. Ray Liotta's in it, apparently. So, uh, well, we, we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we only have one title left, but if you both would just like to make a ridiculous noise at, at the same time and I can spin the wheel. That to just feels get harmonious, doesn't it? Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'll have yeah. it from both of you now. Perfect. Sean, you are left with the uh, last film, which was episode seven, Canned Laughter. Yes. So this was um, the first one we did uh, when we came back from the first adjudicator um, heat that we did. Um, So it was a long time ago now. And I remember at the time doing a terrible job explaining what it was. So I, I'm going to do an even worse job trying to pitch it. So I'm going to apologize to Ali Bill, um, who won that uh, episode for how badly I'm going to do this. Um, the logline uh, or synopses is uh, starting in a dystopian future of The Handmaid's Tale meets the island. A young woman's world collapses when a door opens and you find her in this completely different world. She's been tricked and now it's more inspired by the village and the Truman Show. We move through genres as a send-up of Hollywood. It's an examination of the manipulation of canned laughter itself and the whole idea of canned laughter. And it evolves to have epic fight scenes and gruesome moments. It says something about the way we connect with media and the way we are seen by Hollywood. And there is real depth in there, both wonderful and surprising. Surprising to me, because I don't, <laughs> I can't remember what those depths are. So, sure. so Sean, <laughs> your time starts now. Cheers, Andrew. Yeah, yes, of course I'll I'll send you canned laughter. Of course I'll send it to you. You can turn it into a musical. Work your magic. Sure, great um, timing. I need another drink, actually. So um, good good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. You're asking me to go and get it. You that'd be really or, great if you could. That'd be really nice. I I tell you what, I, I will, but I don't want to give the bartender this fantastic idea. You know, right. the okay. one that Andrew is obviously going to turn into a musical. Mm. And you want you want to get in there as well, don't you? I mean. Um, uh, okay, listen, why don't you have this drink? I've only had a couple of sips. Sure. Um, so, 
it's a it's a sort of dystopian thing but i was really interested in the idea of candle after itself this is we were developing this script um what if you take a sort of black mirror sort of idea and spin it into a, a film uh this dystopian sci-fi film where people are, are subjected to um certain um sort of horrifying and, and weird and interesting experiments in order to elicit noises and responses from them. These noises and responses are then captured, and this is actually how Hollywood pro produces and creates their canned laughter and their different sound effects for their sitcoms. So it's sort of this weird black mirror alternative world. Um, and it's it's there's it's a, a female main character um, who then bursts out halfway through the movie to find that she's been tricked, um, and she's in the real world as it were. And it, you then have this like La La Land type trip through all the different eras of Hollywood as she goes from set to set and place to place. Um, and uh, there's um, some fight scenes in it, of course, as well. And it and it's quite sort of like an epic um, action movie um, in the end. A little bit like The Island, you know, something like everyone remembers The Island, everybody's favourite uh, Michael Bay movie. So, um, so yeah, anyway, listen, I've got to get back to Andrew because he's actually um, optioned this. He, he's, he's thinking about turning it into a huge show. Um, I thought I might give you first refusal on it. So, uh, but I'll get you that drink now. It That'd was a triple great. vodka, was it? Your usual, a triple vodka? I, if just anything, really, that will take you away from me. <laughs> um, will take this, the edge off of that pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's canned laughter. So this, um, this is how they talk to people all the time. <laughs> this is how they got to where What's they got to. What's wonderful is we're actually right? always really nice, so it's nice to be a little bit evil. <laughs> and I'm saying that I'm really laughing with them because saying, otherwise they'll hurt me. But whilst you're saying that, I'm here stroking my cat <laughs> <laughs> in true Bondesque sort of style. Really, <laughs> carry on. Love it. Yeah, so so um, it, it falls okay. to you now. Uh, you have um, Ryan. Just refresh uh, the Pearsons um, for us, please. What what they have to choose from? Their Absolutely. Dan pitched you episode eight, Fence. I pitched you episode twelve, Merry Hell, and Sean pitched you episode seven, Canned Laughter. Great. Go on, you start with the last one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I actually really liked Can Laughter up until the La La Land reference, and then it was going to become an action film. But Moonlight. I, Did I say I'll, La La Land? I meant Moonlight. Right? I mean, but I can't. <laughs> it happens. That happens. I did really, it was, I really could, I actually went, I think it's actually the best pitch of the whole group. I actually started to visualise things in that. So I really did like it. Uh, I, I definitely have questions that I would like to ask about about that one so what did yeah, you feel yeah like, you know i love a dystopian drama and i thought some really original ideas in that i wasn't sure when you know the fight scenes came in and the action side lost me a little bit but i'm not ruling it <laughs> i think out. we stop it before la la land yeah if we stop always, there and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he should have gone to get the drink then i think um <laughs> <laughs> so that one's that one's definitely on the cards Mary Hell, although I'm a huge American football fan, mm. um, nice. I, I mean, I would have switched that off after the first five minutes. Actually, I'd have, I'd have switched, I would switch it off like at about 15 minutes in when I realised that he's going to start killing people with his super arm 
Um, so that one really didn't grab me. I don't know. What I about thought you? it would grab you more because of the American football thing. We love Friday Night Lights and all of those. Yeah, I, I, oh, love I should Friday have referenced Night Friday Night Lights. Love that. I was like, <laughs> I was like TV shows. What can I go for? And you managed to it's pull out of, Invincible. And he sort of already <laughs> cast it. It's with the supernatural Ray element you don't like. What, what is it about Ray Liotta? I love Ray Liotta, but you know, uh, you know, if he's attached who would, to the who would project, you cast instead? Who was uh, Ray Liotta, as, the devil, in this? Yeah. As, I think he's actually, mm. yeah, oh. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think he's actually a really good choice. I think he's, mm. uh, I think he's uh, really nice. But then, you know, man, I, again, you know, I'd love to see a, a, maybe a woman in that role mm. um, as, as the devil rather than, rather than it being a man um, and maybe not very, someone very obvious in that um mm. I feel like um, Olivia Coleman's Coleman. reason, she. Absolutely, <laughs> 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 Olivia Coleman would be great in the role as the devil. Um, but yes, yeah, so maybe even going younger on it. So it's a real kind of comes out of nowhere. Somebody like um, Michaela Cole out of um, I May Destroy May I Destroy You. Some, somebody mm. like that. So rather than the obvious mm. older man kind of thing. who's. I think you need to be very careful casting the devil as a woman. Against a young, <laughs> too close to real life. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, um, uh, that's I love the face I love, again, Rosie. That's the face. I love you. I love you. She's in the other No, I think no, for me, it's not. Well, it doesn't have to be a woman. I just think that the. I think Ray Liotta is a wonderful actor. It's an obvious choice. He's got the laugh. Mm -hmm. He's got the face. Whereas, if suddenly like Michaela Cole came out and was like the devil and caught you by surprise, mm. so the the thing about this pitch just was that it was very much pitched as like a Z movie, yeah. uh, like a Didn't VHS bin, like the way that yeah. Mike, like you know, sixty percent of Michael Madsen's films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. quite cheap, right? Yeah. yeah, but like wonderfully cheap. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it, yeah, it's it's not something that grabs me from the off is something that I would want to get involved with, but I'm not saying it would be a bad film. It's just not, it's not exciting me. Uh, F-E-N-C-E. Uh, I really liked, uh, I know Rosie hates a super, superhero film. No, I, I think a lot of them have just not been done very well. And I'd love it if there was no CGI involved. Mm. No, the idea is that they're not actually super, super powered. So they've all got like, mini powers like one of them was like typing like he's fire resistant so he'd right. become so he'd become a fireman right but he didn't realize that he was doing so well because he's fire resistant so a bit like um unbroken is it unbroken no yeah a bit like unbreakable, you know, unbreakable, unbreakable yeah. where he doesn't realize yeah, yeah. that he can't yeah hurt. so they all have and then they right. get contacted and i can't tell you anymore because yeah. that's what we do a little bit later yeah, yeah. But, i love the idea um, of doing something in britain i love the yeah. british um writing and t yeah. production young teams young but unknown yeah. casting i think that was that would excite me to cast that but i also like the second the third one as well can laughter um yeah so can i ask a question about can laughter i guess to sort of help mm -hmm. yeah. the laughter um is it is that is it almost like um is it almost like people are in purgatory with the laughter is that is that where they is that so so it's like you kind of you're in a you know world that's not this world and you're part of that laughter and then you know explain that a little God, bit that's that's a good question because when no, it was first pitched it did have no, a it was it was a no, real she place was, she was locked but yeah, the whole thing in. had a sense of whimsy or or a sense of otherness about it didn't it, it felt the whole no. thing had a had a sort of a slightly unusual twist like 
but it, it was, was a it real was, place, wasn't it? It was essentially it was a they, were, of they were inside. Yeah, it was like a prison where they were being given different responses to laugh, cry, like it flashes up on screen. Yeah. And then it's about this woman who manages to break out of that. And when she breaks out, it breaks out basically onto a Hollywood studio lot. So it's been this right. horrible, like very like stainless steel and white pristine sort of building. Right. And you think it's a complex. And then uh, it's about her trying to break those people out, basically. And then she like, hears the island her own laughter it. on a show. Yeah. She realizes yeah. sort of what she was being used for and Got it. sort of that sort of side of things. Um, I really like that one. I think we're big on, f- I mean, every customer it is, but we love finding new undiscovered talent, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So I think it's got to be Fence for us. Okay. Okay. Very All nice. good choices, but you've, but you've made a good choice. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Because Dan needs a win, don't you, Dan? We need a win. We've been starting the hashtag Dan was robbed because every time he comes this close, this close. I come come up with the best idea, but obviously other people have to win is basically what happens. So Yeah, that's (laughs) same here. (laughs) So before we pitch the two ideas that have been whittled down by the Pearsons, to the Pearsons, uh, before we workshop it for them uh, to adjudicate on which one is the winner of today's episode. Um, Ryan and Dan and I are just going to go over how the wild cards work. As far as I understand, Sean, what we're going to do uh, is at a periodic point, we're not quite sure whether it be halfway or at the very end, we're going to take the listeners' two favourite pieces, two favourite pitches that didn't make it through, mm. and we're going to submit them as wild cards straight into the final, mm-hmm. um, which means that if you get on there and voting and make a loud enough noise, uh, your favourite, one of mine, might make, one it of into mine. The, might make it into the final. Um, I believe that's how our wild cards work. Yes, yep. thank you for that, Dan. And it wasn't um, because I forgot or didn't know. I just, you know, I just wanted to hear, I wanted to hear your voice. Um, yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. Um, so we really want um, to hear from you guys because four, uh, by the end of the series, four will have whittled down via our heats and our adjudicators. Um, but to make it six, we're going to put two in that uh, that you guys connect to. So just before we get started um, on pitching you guys uh, the final uh, two ideas as a workshop. I wanted to ask you how um, working as a husband and wife team works for you, because a lot of people listening will likely be working from home. Um, they're either on furlough or they're, you know, in their loved one's space a little bit more. Um, so I wondered um, how that works for the two of you. Yeah, I mean, we're used to it now, aren't we? I mean, aren't yeah, we? before... He says with a question mark <laughs> in his voice. Before we started the business together, we were working as um, actors and singers and we did uh, cruise ships together. And at one point we shared a cabin that was about seven by 12 feet for 12 months. Mm. And that was our only right. private space. So I think you work through any major issues you have in those 12 months. <laughs> um, so- There's only so many times you can slam the bathroom door and then you realise... <laughs> I've got nowhere to go. I'm sort of stuck in, in a cabin. <laughs> in basically in, a tiny coffin. In a tiny with coffin. With a toilet in it. Um, so we kind of work through those. And it, I, it, I mean, there are teething 
things aren't there at the beginning of a business and um especially when you're married and people say oh you know how do you unwind and we don't really do we (laughs) (laughs) you're always on the clock (laughs) and we we've worked out like you know uh, through trials and tribulation um we lead projects so like um one of us will be leading on the project we both know all the information about each project but so that then you don't get any co- that as as much conflict because you're like leading on this and then we'll ask each other advice on the project you know and so on and so forth and and yeah i think so it's having out. space both physical and metaphorical and i think if you're working from home now and you never have before make sure you have your individual spaces so we have an office in the house but now that we're in here 24 7 for the last eight months um i mm. basically work at the kitchen table and james has the office or we swap around you know if you're on top of someone else that's never going to work out whether you're mm. running a business together or not definitely and i think also actually go to work even if you're if you're stuck at home and you're working from home, go to work. So be like, right, I'll see you for my break at whatever time or get mm. together at lunch yeah. or do be trying if I mean not everyone has that ability to but try and be in separate rooms or in separate spaces and then come together and, and things like that. And we'll always be like, right, what time do you need to work to tonight? And well, I'll have dinner ready at that time and brilliant and that's it. And so um although we're constantly talking all day, it's work talky and mm. you know, yeah, I think yeah it, it must be tough for a lot of people. Um because the most time you spend with people normally is weekends and that might not be both mm. days and then yes annual holiday and then christmas and we all know what christmas is like everyone <laughs> everyone fights argues and falls out so yeah um but there's yeah. this un- unsubstantiated statistic that i heard about how um divorce rates in japan are most high after uh, retirement so they so they'll so the the the, the company man or whatever is the tradi- was the tradition in Japan yeah. for a long time would retire and then they'd spend so much time together they that that would instigate a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's tragic, isn't it? Um, so yeah. yeah, I think. It- but in terms of uh, talking about you guys leading um, on things, I wonder that we've got knock and loose and we've got fence, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's what we were pulled into uh, for the final two. Um, pitches um i wonder if there's one out of those two that one of you feels more strongly on than the other if there's one that you might lead um over the other person well, i, I think you should leave on lead on knock knock and loose because you wanted that one more slightly more than me i see where this is going okay <laughs> no not necessarily <laughs> where is it going where is it going no you lead on fence then no I'll that's fine no fence. you're right i did i did like out of those three i did it was I my choice the one about dogs you know no, I'm, i'll take no <laughs> I'll never hear the end of that. I'll never hear the end of that. Um, I'll take knock and I would take knock and loose then, and you would take fence. Great. Great. So uh, feel free to, I don't know if you want to set the tone for us. Where are we meeting you? I don't know if you want to sort of select, are we meeting you at your, we we would meet wherever you were. That's so we would say, we'll come to you as a rule. So that would actually come. In your office, in your or, office in a, or, yeah, or in a pub or a restaurant or yeah, a cafe. Yeah, we, we could go to a local sort can of we, cafe. Or can we go for a meal? Yeah, we can go for, yeah. a, go for, go a, for a meal. There's a nice Eritrean near us. But it make sure it's a, it has to be somewhere that's not too sort of formal because if we don't get on, we don't yeah. want to be stuck there in a... No, it's not you know, stuck maybe sort of brasserie feel yeah, than yeah, like a restaurant. Okay, get a panini and then and then Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, we like... we like um What's our favourite place on... Cot. 
but on on Compton Street. Oh, um, uh, Cafe Bohem. Cafe Bohem. Yeah, we like that place. Nice and fuzzy. Why don't we meet there? Let's meet there. uh, Yeah, it's it's great. It's all central. Nice. Also, you just got to come down from Liverpool. Cafe Bohem, not sponsor. But you could be if you wanted to. <laughs> so her house. Um, so who waits for who usually? Would uh, who waits for whom? Would you? Would you get there early? Yes, would you, always. Would you, always. Okay. Always. Okay. There's no psychological games to what to oh, make no. us wait no, no, no. for you. Oh God, okay. no, no. No, no, no. no. And I, so we would yeah. be turning up late traditionally, I believe. Um, no, you, you'd be turning up. You late. would. Turn I would up drag everybody late. And this Ryan is why and I would be at the bar having a drink. This is why we had the falling out. For a year, yes, right? yeah. and if it wasn't <laughs> for these pitches late. and the piercing, fictional falling out, we, we would have not, we yeah. would have not spoken. <laughs> so we're we're all being because of you two. We've been brought back right. to the cafe mm-hmm. as a team, as a unit, to help discuss mm-hmm. these two ideas. Okay. So yeah, um, it's 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 good to see you guys again. Um, I remember, um, God, it was so fantastic talking to um, to Andrew. Um, mm. But um, how did and that I remember, go, Sean? Did we? Did he pick it up in the end? Well, you know how these things work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. he, he he's got to weigh up some of his other options. And I mean, know, I was talking to him while I was doing the YouTube with Carrie about the Cinderella stuff. He, he didn't really mention it. I so. heard he turned mm. well, it's, it's... he turned Mary Hell into a musical. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it seems like his kind of show, though, doesn't mm. it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we really should have got points on that, shouldn't we? We really yeah. should have tap, but tap no dancing in cleats, as it may be. <laughs> I'm actually you know more pattern. It's a smash. It's a smash. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we, we emailed you about this. So and I'm glad you guys could meet us. So we have those two ideas, and you wanted to know more about mm. them. Uh, knock and loose and fence to decide which one goes forward. Mm. Shall I, shall I yeah, start with um, yeah, knock and loose? So mm. just, can we t- talk about casting a little bit on this? So mm. cast size. Do you have people in mind? Is there a list? Is there anyone already attached? To the project, I know some other projects have been. There have there been. wasn't anyone there wasn't anyone attached to the project uh, specifically. Radio um, is not around. No, no, no. The, <laughs> okay. the creator of this idea left it incredibly open, uh, but she uh, obviously we are playing with certain archetypes though. So I think because we wanted to stick to some of the traditional Greek uh, gods feeling, we would sort of take. Um, their dead specific gender roles that they that they have so zeus is a guy aphrodite's a woman mm-hmm. that sort of thing and i think in the way but then the whole thing was that the romans did change the way that the gods were so in that when that comes along and the merger comes along maybe then we do have a switch mm. maybe the romans are quite a progressive company and they think let's do away with some of these stuffy traditions let's come in and like actually open this sort of thing up and they're very sort of forward planning and they're very much wanting to open it up but the greeks are you know, stuck in their roles of tradition, you know, these gender roles, these roles of, you know, because they created the rules for all these things. Um, maybe you butt heads in certain episodes with like stoicism butts heads with, you know, like and it, and it evolves into, you know, because I know Marcus Aurelius, Marcus Aurelius was a big stoic. So you have all that, you have all that stuff you can build from history and sort of make it um, funny. But also we want it to be like The Office. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like we want to bring those things, but they're kind of the... There are they're they're the fourteen week table sit down. Do you know what I mean? But when we're selling it, it's got to be pretty direct, pretty easy going. So we want 
our main our main cast really we're going to be focusing around Aphrodite yeah. and Cupid and sort of mm. their their argument and Cupid's mm. going to cause he's a bit he's been a bit of a trickster in this particular case and he's causing Aphrodite to fall in love with people that she shouldn't mm. do and stuff and that's what's going to bring down the sort of the, the fall of the gods. I don't know if you've itself. seen Stathlet's Flats, but there's uh, no. there's a, a Greek uh, Greek British actor that's the writer and creator of that show, so he'll be available to punch up the dialogue and other sorts of things and improvise. You know if if we haven't had the time to to deliver anything. So we're looking um, at he's Br- really good, and his sisters sorry, are Greek on. as well. So, uh, no, 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 sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. Um, so I'm just asking about, is this going to be British cast? What about production? Where's it being filmed? Like, what's, where's this being, where is the base for this? I think maybe you have um, the British cast, you because you can very much mirror, like, this sort of civil service stuffiness, this sort of thick of it vibe. Mm. The Greeks are British and the Romans are American, and they're sort of coming in and co-opting mm-hmm. and, and altering the culture. I like um, it. Like, the English office mm. meets the American mm-hmm. office. Exactly. Like that, I get that kind mm-hmm. of thing. That sort of cultural uh, blend. So we, or... And I guess we want that. So the, the maybe the older gods, the, 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 the actual gods, because it's like... The Romans aren't really the gods; they're just co-opting mm. there. Mm. So maybe the gods are like traditionally more um, availably beautiful people, and then the the cast that are going to come in and take over, they're like we want them to feel more down to earth, more real, more sort of available for us as people, mm. so, so that we we get that mm. feeling of um, do you know what I mean, like of of transposing into so, into a into a modern world to give you an example uh Ares in greek mythology um the god of war in roman mythology is mars mm. so that would be one of the things like bringing Ares into the room and being like we're going to give you a rebrand you're now going to be called mars mm. and like okay. that's hot and that's the sort of um the actual, if you can't do it, then we're going to bring Mars in from head office, and he'll, he's going to yeah. have to come in and step into the role yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and take the, over. The one thing yeah. actually we we have been skirting around is that it's got a very very dark ending, and I think the dark <laughs> ending was that all of the gods got wiped out, and that's yeah, the thing that Sean didn't. Yeah, they all have so much of this infighting that they all kill each other. Because there's this British tradition, isn't there, of finishing sitcoms in like quite a dark mm. way. If you mm. think of Blackadder, mm-hmm. or you think yeah. of like, in a multitude of sitcoms, end in, in a sort of bittersweet mm. way. Because often they char- the characters in there, you as as Brits as well, we almost just feel like they should have some sort of comeuppance for their behaviour. Mm. Uh, I so definitely, if you pitch this out. Uh, because I'm starting to enjoy it a lot more, and I think that I think part of your pitch should definitely be the, uh, you know, the Aries Mars thing. That should be an example of mm. what it. Because now I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's actually quite funny. Um, that's quite that. You, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Now I'm seeing a lot of fun and, to be had in other areas. So I'd add yeah, I'd add that into the pitch. I think the other thing to sort of to keep in that was, you know, Aphrodite um, in Greek mythology is seen as this uh, is not just like it's love, it's but it's birth, it's cycles, mm-hmm. it's that sort of uh, belief. And then the Romans obviously just using her as a sex symbol, mm-hmm. and I think that's like you know she's just the goddess of sex, and it's just like whoa, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Yeah. yeah, and so but like the analytics say that, that this is what people are most likely <laughs> looking at. So mm. Some guy, some guy that. chiseling on. Yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah. had some good marketing for it as well, didn't we? We had, I it, think it was like the posters were going to be like um, different types of social media. So like Tinder bio, Instagram bio, <laughs> Twitter bio with the, yeah. with the gods in there with the advertising gods in themselves there. underneath, you know. Do you, I mean, obviously, do you have any ideas who might be able to play any of those? Mm. That's, that's, mm, that's my next question, actually. For, that. for me... Mm. Asking me mm-hmm. who? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Uh, I guess that's why we're here, isn't it? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think keeping, I think it's really important that there's ethnic diversity across all of this casting, um, mm -hmm. that we are not getting stuck in specific sort of tropes around like Aphrodite is, is blonde and white and blue eyed mm. and all that kind yeah of and I also yeah. think this is a brilliant opportunity to have that mix of maybe the more established actors in kind of the key roles and then again to be bringing kind of up and coming both British and American faces into this to create kind of a, a really brilliant ensemble um mm. I mean Olivia Coleman we can take in yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the creator actually uh suggested gugu mabatha raw as aphrodite nice okay mm, yeah, yeah lovely yeah, love yeah. that it'd be so cool to see american and british actors all in the same room doing like a w1a yes type yeah room do you know okay. what i mean like so, and actually doing yeah, their so own accents that's yes. always nice yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah and so so yeah so as i was saying before uh jamie dimitriou and natasha uh, natasha dimitriou are both uh greek british descent and they're both comedians stand-up comedians uh, um sitcom comedians and writers so we'd have them at the forefront yeah. of the show as well because we'd want obviously um we'd want them to have some sort of greek Definitely. connection in the you know if we're going mm -hmm. for that quite heavily um so and i think the anglo we're having a conversation about this, all, all being of, of Asian British or, or Anglo-Indian descent. You know, you, there is um, a, a gap that we notice in representation for mixed heritage. So it'd be nice mm -hmm. to see mixed heritage and, and, and where that comes from and how that influences you. So seeing maybe yeah. if everybody in the Greek half side... Half Roman, or, half Greek. Yeah, mm, exa exactly. World, so yeah. maybe they, we have a lot of sort of Anglo-mixed um, actors in there and that's part of the thing we'd want to champion with this idea, I think. Definitely. With your, with your help, of course. Love yeah, no, absolutely. I've ordered, the, I've ordered them all marinara. Has anyone else got anything coming? I'm not going to eat because I'll probably throw it down mimosa. my front. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Fine, fine. <laughs> I just had one more question. That was who, who mm. the, the dream director is for this. Wow. That's a, that's a great question. That's mm. a great question. Would you go I British or would you go American? That's that's the question. Or Greek. Um, or Greek, exactly. Mm. Um, wow, this is not this is not. I mean, we were we were leaving this open because we were hoping that we could meet with a bunch of directors and have mm. them pitch to us why you know they feel like they could. I mean, I think everybody knows that the <laughs> director Steve McQueen, um, the artist. Um, turned director Steve McQueen. Yeah, he might want to cut his teeth on TV comedy. Um, maybe the, he could do it. Was he John it. Morton? Who was the? Was he W1A? Was he the director of W1A? John Morton. So like, I'd like to hear what he could do with it because it really feels like that kind of style would really work. Yeah. And then we could we could ask Ricky and Steve if they wanted to come in and have a look at whether it would work. Mm. Um, Michael, I don't know. Michael Winterbottom could own do stuff, the, the finale or something. We're looking at Michael Winterbottom for the finale. He's got that, that vibe okay. of taking Maybe. serious and comedy and, and giving yeah, it this verite it style, you know, yeah. See if old Curtis wants to come in and do one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we're leaving it open. We, we want each episode to have uh, the mark of the director in there as well, so... Yeah, Richard Richard Curtis maybe is 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 you know he he'd be able to do that'd it. That'd be the film option, I right. guess. Sort of the special Christmas. Special. He hasn't done anything for a while. He'd want to do TV, I reckon. Now he'd want to jump on the band. Especially with a Netflix maybe. budget, that, that's yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. absolutely, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's looking good, looking good. Great. Um, there's uh, just question uh, one question on this. So you don't have uh, where's your funding sitting at the moment? Uh, it's an unnamed benefactor. 
um, and they prefer to keep it that way. But do you have with very, very, very deep pockets? What percentage do you have? Well, I think, the think we've got with incredibly deep pockets. <laughs> we've got enough. We've got enough to to crack through at least a really strong pilot yeah. and and options to then sell it on. We've got some okay. people in the BBC and on Netflix that we could probably. We think it'll do well overseas as well. Um, uh, Peacock, uh, NBC's new streaming platform, are looking uh, to add some strings to their boat. Um, so I've got some I, uh, some people over there interested. Are you up for like um, some of the big actors to be given executive producership so that we can, you know, uh, keep within budget for salaries, things like that? Yeah, where if we, we bought can... Idris Elba in as you know Zeus, yeah. for example, mm, with yeah. you know, oh, we... great cast. Oh, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's why you guys are here. Yeah, yeah you're table. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> but you can sort of find a lower fee for him potentially, and say, mm-hmm. listen, you know, if he's got, we'll give him exactly. Yeah. And maybe directs a few episodes as well. Well, there we are. Yeah, because yeah. because they always want to do it eventually, don't they? Actors, they always yeah. want to direct. And I think he episodes, has started, doesn't he? He started looking. Yeah, with the army. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yep. Great. That's a great idea. We're definitely open to that. Fantastic. So, so you're comfortable with knocking loose? Are you uh, are you interested in hearing? I'm much more about interested in, in knocking loose. So, yeah, thank you. And that was much better pitch. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Collectively. <laughs> so we've also we've no man also, is an island. This time, not outside of the house, but on the table, we've also got a fence. Yeah, nice. See what I did there? Uh-huh. That was that was bad. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the fence was the other. First English. Yeah, what, what did you want to know about that? Because we're, we're very excited about it in terms of being um, uh, sort of almost like the films of yesteryear. Uh, you had your Ken Loach films, you know, yeah. you had these films that were, you know, also um, uh, directors that are underrepresented and places in the north of England that are underrepresented. Yeah. We really yeah. wanted to show these pockets of, mm. of Britain in a, in a special way. So I had, um, when with, with, um, with the pitch that you gave and then just having it, mold over in my mind um yeah. i started to think of like um giving it a slight edge to it and so that it doesn't um and i love that idea that it's a fireman and the, you know they're fire it fireproof but he doesn't realize and, stuff. Yeah. and how do you do that without it necessarily being um like that sort of that superhero feel and so and i started to think of like shane meadows as like the style literally about to say that was shane exactly oh what we God. pitched this is exactly that's who what we i pitched, pitched as thing. a director when we that's what yes, I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that just gives it that we're in sync absolute in sync, realism you know? yeah yeah it gives it that realism yeah for sure um but one thing that i would and i find a little bit i don't know i sit on the fence uh, about oh, okay. is um <laughs> is you know, we'll go and find people who aren't actors. And I always feel like that's oh, no, always a definitely thing not, for me. Definitely not, not what I want to do. I don't want to find people that aren't actors. Yeah. I want to find new British young right. Uh, right, talent right. and give them the opportunity to be able to to like, to like boost it. So the idea is that each episode is like, you know, like X-Files, yeah. where they each episode was sort of contingent of yeah. itself, but eventually an, an overarching story kind of existed. Yeah. That's what I want to kind of have, so that each episode is like, and and like so an individual one episode like might have a, a big films, star yeah. in it that we yeah. know, and and so that be the draw to get in. Like the pilot will definitely have a name, so we can yeah. get in on it. But then episode two will instantly move to somewhere else in the yeah. country, maybe even a slightly different timeline. But we'll have 
someone else that that we that we're really wanting to promote and really want to promote new british yeah. talent so it's about giving them the opportunity then episode three would have two a star and an, and an unknown amazing mm. and we know that we know that um look we have to represent the working classes and so when i say a non-actor mm. i mean the sort of casting that i would look um to do on this and um, i get rosie's take is to still go to like you know uh, schools that have good drama groups or you know it doesn't I don't mean that they have to go through drama school but I just it's no. that thing of the that um, and I really feel sorry for, for actors sometimes they go through all this training thinking they're going the right way even working class kids who have you know struggling they go they go through even university or whatever it is and then they go oh no act I oh, don't want any access and you're like no one has just gone the route they think they're supposed to go uh, oh I could have yeah. just gone and played football every Saturday yeah exactly so um, <laughs> and because no it's definitely I definitely want to make yeah I want to give the opportunities to the people that that really want the opportunities want to make make British television available for them. Do you know what I mean? And really celebrate Britishness. Yes, yeah, I, I like that. So when they when they write the episodes, the writers will go to these areas and 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 live in them for a little while. Yeah. And you know, they they will get a writer from mm. the area that understands mm. what they're doing. So you know, if we're talking about Birmingham, yeah. we'll get a Birmingham. And if it's about a working class Birmingham um, yeah. kid, then we'll get a. And, like, and when I say kid, obviously I mean young adult. Yeah, we don't yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. As my wife pointed out, um, a story about um, young children that get contacted on the internet that they're special sounds really You might dodgy. want to say that again. <laughs> so we, <laughs> yeah, we're not, you might want to rephrase that. Yeah. You might want to rephrase that. Want to say that again. We're not pitching that. Here's something that we, we, we're, we're still tossing up and we wanted to get your opinion on it. One of the ideas that came through when we were workshopping this was that we would set the backdrop of each of the stories of each of the meta humans against a large tragedy that's happened within the UK. Mm. Or a so significant taking, event that changed or a significant the UK event in some way. Yeah. That changed it. Similar so to how the, the Crown season one, three and season four seem to be doing could, that. They seem to be hinging can I ask, the royal on, family around uh, significant events. Well, on that, the other thing that sort of uh, went around in my head as well, and I think you've sort of touched on this, is... It, does it have to be the same era for each episode or could it be no. could it could it go back and maybe maybe towards the end of all the episodes they all cuff you know there's a scene where they all come together and then they're different ages yeah. so if you wanted to do that you do um hillsborough disaster and you've got way everyone mm -hmm. on there or not necessarily that but you've just mentioned disasters and things and you mm. get luke barnes from liverpool to write that you know and so on mm. and and then you mm. talk about um it could be manchester bombings um you know if you're looking at big yeah. but that's a different era and stuff yeah. but then eventually or even like liverpool's capital of culture so if you want to like because mm. they had the cap yeah. european capital of culture yeah. for a while so you have mm. that moment in liverpool yeah exactly yeah. um you know um live aid uh, back in the 80s so you got like yeah. what was going on at Hyde Park and just amazing and and then you know you have you know that I don't know moments there or, or mm. I, mean, I mean just all these but then they could be that it, it finalizes and then when you see them all at the end these heroes or whatever um it is uh that they're all actually now different ages but we saw them around the mm -hmm. same age coming finding their their superheroes i've just got yeah. the 200 iq right just had the 200 iq play this always it comes before a terrible the, idea the, no the point where they all meet is 2012 olympic opening ceremony and that's when they're all in london together yeah, and that's that celebrating okay. it and they're all that's doing good. different okay, things okay fair play he's done it yeah. and <laughs> danny good. boyle directs that yes yeah. and, 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 and like that's and for whatever reason they're all there yeah 
at their different ages, whatever. Love yeah, it. James, you're very much aligned in how in, in our thinking as well, because we were thinking you present these things as they're linear in a way, but then actually you realise it's non-linear and these things are all coming together. So they're all in different time periods yeah. and they all come together somehow at the end at this uh, school of sorts and they're all part of this yeah. this school. Nice. So we can take a quick production moment here. Did you, Rosie, what do you want to do? Because I know it's coming I up to six. I have to go. I'm so, so I've got, I'm doing a Zoom with someone no, from you... LA and it's really difficult to move. That's okay. Um, no worries. No, go for it. Sorry, but James so, can pick it up from here yeah. and... Well, James will then have to probably pick a winner. Oh. So and I will I feel like... go with whatever his decision is because both these projects sound fabulous. I'll they happily do. work on mm-hmm. either or both. And I think we would have had the same ideas on both as well. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that little bit where mm-hmm. you're telling us that you're going off to LA. We will absolutely call that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. Straight in. Humble brag for Rosie. Uh, thank you so much for having us. It's been amazing. Thank it you. It's lovely to meet you guys. Yeah. So I have to We're going to miss you because you balanced you so James much. out quite well. So now it's just, he's going to be off the chain now. He is. Now I do apologise. <laughs> Try and keep him in check. But it does mean I won't have to see that face again and feel guilty to my very well, soul. Well, hopefully we'll be in an audition <laughs> room together soon and then I can give you the face for eight hours a day. <laughs> well, Rosie doesn't like me Rosie. because I get free prep coffee. Every That's time. Why that every, every time. time. It's like they always fancy you. <laughs> I'm keeping that in the show. That is staying in the show. Oh, it's been so much fun. I'm so sorry I have to rush off. Thanks, have, No, okay. thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you for making the time. Thank you very much. Love See you. Bye. See you. Right. I'd say Dogs of Law wins. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, dear. So James, what did you have any other questions about offence or any other points? So because no, I, I feel like we're aligned on, yeah, on actually yeah. where and, the, and the I think direction of it. With what's interesting is, um, um, like I pointed at Shane Meadows and Rose was like, yes. So I think we would have we very much and in Idris Elba was like I was sitting there going, it should be Idris Elba, and we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's it's really weird, um, but you, but we do. We really sort of connect with with regards to a very similar. We never fall out over the actual casting of the roles. We'll be like, here are five people. I'd take any of them. They're amazing. We never like, Mm. no, it has to be them. So we are very aligned um, together, uh, which is, which is always really nice. Mm. Oh, and here's uh, Mr. Toes. You'll see his mm-hmm. tail. Yeah. Mr. Toast the cat. <laughs> she's <laughs> filling it. He, he or she, he's, she's filling in he's, for, he's filling he, in for Yes, he's, for Rosie. he's come for Rosie. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. He's the real boss. So um, okay, so with that in mind, if you if you're do we do we do we have any other points to make on fence? I feel like we no, I feel like I that think, was pretty no, well we go, we rendered. Did what we needed to hit, haven't we? Yeah. Um, well, then it just leaves you, uh, James, to select uh, a winner right here. Uh, that will go into the final. Please feel free to draw this out because Sean does it on actual episodes. You know, feel free to draw it out as much as possible, and then I make everybody nervous. And I apparently I always pick like sort of tell them in a way that makes it think it's going one way, and then it goes the other, which yeah. I never mean to do. Yeah, but um, okay, but yeah. So and you can give your your reasoning if you like as well. Um, Definitely, it's up to you. Yeah, so actually, I think we've. Um... As I said, dogs of law. Uh, that's going to win it, right? Um, <laughs> no, I think we've come to. We have two really um, interesting projects, and um, I definitely fell in love uh, a lot more with uh, Knock and Loose um, as the the pitch um, was better, um, and sort of I, I, I really started to see that as well, and I started to enjoy the ideas that you guys were were talking about. Um, um, I I. 
definitely think there is a slight uh, chaos in your minds of how you really see it settled. So is it okay if we just go a little further with it in terms of like just mm-hmm. settling in? I'm, I'm hearing three slightly different um mm. You're exactly Price. right, James. Three, <laughs> three very different, different ideas different. about the same pitch because none of us pitched. I see. Yeah. Okay. Desperately trying to do Daria. I love it. A, I a love service. it. So Daria, I, I'm going to do you a service. Um, no, um, I think that. Um, and so the reason that is that with casting, we have to be very definitive in that we're all on the same page uh, from day one. We okay. can't we can have different people that we would like to have in it and we can have our own decisions and we can have our favorites, but we can't have such a disparaging, disparaging idea of what this, oh no, I really see it as this type of person playing that type of role. And then I really see that. And, mm. and so that I, I would just love a little more clarity on that before I come to my final decision on that one. Um, Fence, I really, really like the idea, and I think, I think it has. I definitely think it has. With with, with knock and loose, I feel it has a more traditional. Um, I can see the way it ends. I can see what episode three is like. I have. Mm. I can see the arc to episode five. You know things. Like, I can see how series two would start um, with the end. They're all gone, but there's their one still exists or maybe do, do you know what I mean? Or, or mm. now we have new gods. Um, so social media. And so now the gods are Facebook and Instagram and, and Snapchat mm. and, you know, they all have their moment and how we, we kind of, as, uh, as, a, as human beings, we adhere to these gods now and, and mm. making mm. sure that, so I see there's scope of, of growth, through through that and um and or, you know and the political side of it so i see i definitely see it. it's not just a one episode uh oh that's that we did 10 wasn't that amazing great i do definitely see there's places where you could really go creatively quite fun mm. quite interesting with that i really see that on and i also see that the same with with um fence however with fence I, d- I don't want to see a second uh, series. Sorry, not episode series. So I see a second mm-hmm. series for the first one. For mm. Fence, I don't know if I want a second series. I know mm. I would want a second series as a viewer, but I feel that it would, I think the creatives on it would be really brave. And I think that they would use up their all their braveness within that first series yeah and you know you've seen it haven't you you wouldn't want to drag it on yeah Yeah, exactly and and we've all seen it right we've all seen those those uh, those series where you kind of go my god please make another one and then they do and you go oh no that was a shame and then then the third series they get new new people and they they pick it up again um (laughs) and so i think financially the the um the studios would want a second series of fence, mm-hmm. but I think it would mm-hmm. be, it would be a different sort of, um, I think you'd have to take it in a very different route. Um, yeah. Be a difficult second album. Would you very mean? hard mm-hmm. second album. So, so that I have to think of as well in terms of like, okay, the longevity of a project, 
um, and how that works and who you get in. Um, I also like the idea that with Fence, that you go to a second series and there are no names in it now because the names are the people from series one. So we've mm, we've yeah. created those new stars and they now lead mm -hmm. that second series. So that excites me from a side of casting. Yeah. Um, with Knock and Loose, now we're, let's say we're in that second series and we're taking it down this kind of really kind of avant-garde way of like, as I say, maybe the gods of social media um, and, mm. um, and all the churches of all the other religions are now in rubble and, you know, you've got like, you know, no one fo follows Allah anymore. No one follows um, Christian gods or, or um, any, you know, Indian gods, so on and so forth. And, and so now we're stuck without religion and, and uh, as a whole. And, and so now we, there's, because there are new, there are new things to kind of, you know, pray to um, mm, which people yeah, do sure. every day with a selfie. Um, uh, you know, they're mm. praying to whatever their social media got. So I think there's yeah, sure. huge scope. So I'm really, I am, I'm definitely on the fence um, with, with both <laughs> of these, whereas fence was my favorite coming in. Um, mm -hmm. So, it's it's really interesting. Just like one of you, can you just give me like forty five seconds of cleaning up knock and loose for me, and or or at least sort of tightening it up a bit. <clears throat> God, I mean, I, I I don't know who's the best to do this, but I would say Ryan. it's almost like <laughs> Ryan, do it for me. Like Ryan, what? do it. Okay, go on, Ryan. Now, honestly, I, I believe I believe in you, Sean. But Ryan's very good at doing 45-second pitches, okay, as we've just yeah. seen. I, I'm going to go with Ryan. <laughs> okay. um, Knock and Loose is a story that follows Cupid. While he is a dog's body in the office of the Greek gods, uh, their Roman counterparts come in for a merger. This will be a show that shows the tropes of the Greek and the Roman gods, as well as what we are used to in The Office or The Thick of It, uh, and showing how when companies and mergers come through, for example, Ares being turned into the Greek god of Mars and rebranded, uh, what happens not just to everybody else um, that is experiencing that in the world, but then also everybody inside of that office. It has a very interesting twist at a very dark ending and leaves itself open to be told in a different way when we celebrate new gods such as instagram facebook and whatsapp <laughs> great believers and followers are an interesting yeah, parallel aren't yeah they? absolutely so like they need more mm, believers yeah. and that's their that's their way of staying yeah. popular as gods yeah. as they fight for to be relevant so in today's day and age i think that was really good i really appreciate that ryan thank you so much and i think i have a winner and i think that it's commercialism interesting story and commercialism, so meaning more financial reward for all of us over <laughs> something that is, uh, again, very commercial, great storytelling, but it has a, a its finite place. Mm -hmm. um, and because I think the way we are, um, I think it has to be fence. I think I like the oh, finite okay. idea. You did a Sean. I think I you, like. You made it sound well, like you were going Sean. for one idea and you went for the other. I think I like. <laughs> I like that fence. I see it as one series. It's an absolute out of the park series. 
I think the scope and I, I love the idea that maybe they're not superheroes at all. They have nothing. It's just their people. Um, but you don't discover that till later, maybe. And it's just they did something extraordinary that made them they're superheroes to their fellow. Exactly. Man and women, exactly. Right? That's mm-hmm. the, Without their even realizing it themselves. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they go into those burning buildings, but it's their courage that is their shield rather than actually, you know, right. happen, they don't melt. Um, that is so. a better pitch than than we gave to you, but you gave back to us. So yeah, so <laughs> so that's it's fence yeah. for me. Amazing. So so James, thanks for that. That was fence. It was Dan uh, Dan's idea for fence. So we cannot say Dan was robbed anymore because no. you were definitively. Uh, no, 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 no. We have to put hiatus of Dan was robbed, and then yeah. <laughs> when this goes into the final. And if it does or doesn't it get be robbed, then then it can be robbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Brilliant. But yeah, so commiserations um, to everybody who um, put their ideas into and from each episode as well uh, in this quarter. Um, I have who, to interrupt. I think them. there's some fantastic pitches in there. I think there's the ones mm. that you brought out to here. Really, really great. Really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, every single one of our episodes, we the, every single idea is good. Even the mm. ones that Dan comes up with two minutes before we go live <laughs> we, we all know how he works um, and ryan of course is, du- is is duping we call it so what, what that means is that in during every episode he hears the title at the very start of the episode along with the uh listeners and has only that hour or so to actually come up with his idea yeah. and so i've got i've got a co-host ask questions and formulate an idea at the same time yeah, yeah so one of those things gives which is probably why your uh, <laughs> your ideas haven't gone through. No, no, it's it's, it's a mammoth effort, and um, and so Daria, interestingly enough, um, and I think this should just be mentioned now. She was the dupe. It's the first time she we've had a guest dupe. duping. Mm. She duped Knock and mm. Loose, so she came up with that um, sort of on the fly, as it were. Mm. So that's so really impressive to get down to the, um, the to final the of heat two. Uh, yeah, and and to be put up against fence and. Um, both really, really strong. They're all really strong ideas today. Mm. Uh, you're right, James. Um, but yes, uh, Fence just just pipped uh, Daria to the post. It was so that, that was that, that was a bad pun to the post. What? The to the the post. Because of the fence. fence. I, wasn't yeah. even, I, wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about that accidental oh. pun. That's good. <laughs> I'm impressed by that. Um, so yeah, so we um, so I mean, if you disagree or agree with anything that that uh, has been said today, uh, you know where to find the Pearsons, and you can level all of your uh, complaints to them. Um, but otherwise, we have social medias at Slash Dupe. You can uh, Ryan, where can where can people get a hold of us? So you can find us on all social media at Slash Dupe. That is going to be a Facebook page, a Twitter, an Instagram. We've got forward slash Slash Dupe for Reddit and a Patreon as well. Yeah, great. And um... oh, actually, one other thing, which I'm finally able to say as a uh, as a podcaster, but now on Spotify, you can uh, flick the bell icon and get notified when new episodes come out. <laughs> so you know, so just now, flick the bell, just everyone. Flick the bell, because like, because it's a slider. So what else are you supposed to do? I can't say slide the bell. <laughs> James, is there anything you got coming up or that you want to promote? I'd uh, love to tell you about a show we're producing. Mm. Yeah, please yes. do. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, we're, um, we are, 
are venturing into uh, a bit of producing. We've been we've produced um, a few things in the past, but not theatre. And uh, through lockdown, we actually prior to lockdown, we were asked to cast a one man musical called um, Stay Wake Jake. Um, and we were going to work on that. Then lockdown happened and then it became a bedroom recording that we were going to to do anyway it went on and on and we ended up um managing to sort of co-pro it and bring teams in and amazing arrangers and um we got a studio uh that sort of gave time for you know um sort of, i guess shares in in the album that kind of stuff and producer so we did a full lockdown album uh recording during lockdown uh which was amazing of stay Wait, jake um really special piece. And then we are now taking it to the Southwark Playhouse um, and nice. doing a live stream. So on the 18th and 19th of December, um, we'll be doing a live stream of, of it. It's one actor, it's one hour and 10 um, straight through. And it'll be live on the eight, evening of the 18th. And then we're doing a matinee and an evening on the 19th. On the matinee of the 19th, we're doing caption performance um so for um uh people that are either deaf or hearing impaired so we're doing um impaired we're doing a caption performance on the matinee and you can go on the southwark um southwark um website uh southwark playhouse website and find stay awake jake there's actually a few projects going on uh, which are really exciting and mm-hmm. you can get tickets in the 10 pounds and it's live streamed Ooh. So there we amazing. go. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely tune in for that. Yeah, thanks, James. No, you're welcome. Thank you for letting me promote it. I'm going to follow you from another account now. Ooh. So you have <laughs> yeah, an extra follow. If you, if you <laughs> have another promotion, do you have another account you can follow us from? <laughs> That's what he's saying. He's going to do that from Stay Awake Jake. I do. I'm going, to, I'm going to follow from everything. Oh, we're also working on another project. But That's next to you. And it's, a, it's a ghost play, actually. Maybe we should get... Maybe we should what is a ghost it. play? It's uh, like a ghost story. Um, oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, and so it hasn't been done oh, for a cool. long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, it's called The Withering. Um, and, oh, yeah, socials, Stay Wait Jake, S- at S-A-J, the musical, Stay Wait Jake, and then Withering underscore the um, for The Withering. And it's an awesome piece. Where, so we're, we are pro- producing a workshop of that for next year. Woohoo! <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's that. That would be a wonderful um, uh, thing to experience uh, uh, with friends and family, uh, just uh, shortly on the lead up to Christmas. Uh, so we have um, in two weeks we have our Christmas episode uh, dropping, um, which we've never done a Christmas episode before. We're very excited. We're going to play with the format again. So it's a little bit of what you know and love about Slash Tube, and then we're taking uh, some inspiration for some uh, classic and popular christmas titles so that would be uh so watch out for that 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 would be very exciting um and then afterwards for christmas we'll be uh taking a two-week hiatus so that'll be four weeks in total so we'll take a month off and then we'll be coming back for back to uh, normal back to normal mm. with our, our third quarter of the of the season i'm so definitely very, listening very to the christmas one we love a christmas movie mm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be very you surprised love these days. What <laughs> what's your favorite christmas movie you have to listen oh, to we... the episode of slash sheep to find out oh <laughs> that's a good question nice oh that's, a good question. that's not fair well it will make sure you actually do listen to it james right, i what do so, yes yeah. definitely um, do you like... do you take the alternative ideas of christmas movies as one of the things we're discussing you know die hard is that a christmas movie or not you know I for mean, example if, 
if you don't think it is, I can't speak to you. It, of course, <laughs> that's that's the exact same it's a line I use. Yes, I should think so. Yeah. Has to be one. Yes, but um, I like um, Christmas with the cranks. That always gets uh, mm-hmm. gets me right there at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, so that's that's one of my faves. Um, the Grinch, of course, wonderful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I mean, this was quite a quite an exciting. Um, Quite an exciting episode. I'm I'm really happy with all of the ideas, and I'm and I'm always happy when an idea goes forward. Um, and I feel sorry for them because one day they're going to turn into a trailer. So that's 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 going to be terrible. Um, I so should have I should have pushed if I thought remembered that bit. Merry Hell, I want to see the trailer of Merry Hell. <laughs> you should do it anyway. I think well, that's you the thing. should if make get, it well, anyway. If we get enough, if we get enough support on social media, if we get enough uh, enough people. Um, showing their support, their fans, and enough patrons that they can fund another trailer. Then, <laughs> then that's definitely something we'll we'll consider working into our schedule. So, James, thank you so much uh, for being oh, here. And the other brilliant. half of Pearson casting, uh, Rosie, um, who had to LA. leave for a for an LA uh, uh, Skype call. You know, no big deal. Um, yeah, this but is no, a very special episode because this marks the halfway point of season one of Slash Tube. So mm-hmm. we have yes. um, just you know to quote take that there's a road going down the other side of that hill and we are about to be on it i love that, that you also, can quote take that i mean that's, that's just wonderful <laughs> this will will this this will release on the day we first recorded the it first episode will it wow. will so and that was unintentional some kind of beautiful well, poetry yeah, mm. yeah yeah so so thank you for being a part of this james um oh, thank you and we uh, and and good luck with with all your endeavours, and we'll keep and everybody keep an eye out for Pearson casting. So thanks, thanks James, thanks Rosie, um, Dan, and Ryan. Um, stay safe. Um, have a good Christmas. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thank See you. you soon. Yeah.